You are now listening to The Shoe Money Show. <laughs> because my name's Shoe Money. Shoe Money. My name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. I'm rich. My name's Shoe Money. Shoe Money. My name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. Nobody ever thought that I would do the things I do. But now I'm rich. I'll show you how to get rich too. You want to get the things that I got and do what I do. Because my name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. Hey everybody, it's Jeremy Shoemaker here. I'm happy to be doing the show again. And uh, this week I'm especially happy because one of my good friends, Dan Martell, um, one of the most experienced guys I know, uh, was my go-to guy when I was raising money for uh, my own company. I've known him since probably the late 2000s. Um, We first met in San Diego at a mutual uh, party. And uh, so Dan, welcome to the show Thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm excited to be on. Yeah, and so this is my initial show. I did the show probably around 70 episodes, I think, something like that. And um, I, I really, really have missed it a lot, but I, I got out of the routine after having my second kid. So you are my initial guest, and um, I'm super excited to have you on. So for those who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, I mean, uh, I am, how old am I now? 34. Now I've been doing startups my whole career. I always like to joke with people I'm super unemployable, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners can relate to. Uh, I've started five companies. Uh, When I was 17, I taught myself how to code, um, started a vacation rental site, which in hindsight with VRBO and Airbnb, you think would be a billion dollar outcome. Unfortunately, I called it uh, maritimevacation.ca. I grew up in Eastern Canada. So total market size, 200 cottages. I actually did fairly well, made some money online, which I think is always a good sign. Um, But uh, that company didn't do well uh, just for picking such a small, dinky market. I then did a web hosting company because I think everybody that knows how to build a website thinks they should get paid for the hosting revenue. Um, That was a stupid idea. I essentially lost about $25,000 buying server software. And and the biggest lesson there was, you know, if you you want no life whatsoever, you should start a web hosting company, especially back when you're managing email servers. And, you know, we had an, we had a bank as a customer. So, you know, learned a lot of lessons around, you know, scaling too fast, investing in stuff you don't need and, and getting into a commodities market. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm I, I'm fortunate to get all those out of the way kind of before I turned 20, and then when I was 24, I did consulting for a while. I started a company called Spheric Technologies. It was an enterprise portal company. Um, finally, found my stride in that company, bootstrapped it to about 30 employees, and then got acquired in 2008, uh, early 2008, before the whole crash and kerfuffle happened. Uh, did that, and again, in small town, eastern Canada. And uh, right after the market crashed in September, I decided to move to San Francisco, see if if all this crazy stuff you hear about online about the Valley is true. And it kind of turns out it is, you know, the Valley is kind of like, you know, Disneyland for geeks. Um, Started meeting some really super smart people, uh, started a a tech product called Flowtown, uh, which was essentially a way for... uh, marketers and small businesses use social media and email to to do really intelligent campaigns we grew that to about 50,000 customers and got acquired in end of 2011 uh raised venture capital you know from you know Dave McClure Mitch Kapoor invented Lotus Node so did the whole Silicon Valley um scene and then uh, shortly after selling that company I realized that uh, there was this problem that I wanted to solve in the world which was getting high quality advice from people who've been there before um, that's when I came up with the idea for Clarity, which I'm working on now, 
Um, Clarity is a marketplace uh, for entrepreneurs to get uh, advice from people who've been there, done it, um, to grow their business or achieve their goals. So uh, we've raised 1.6 million, did a couple hundred thousand calls so far in the last 16 months, and we've been at it just over two and a half years. So still going. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. You know, I use Clarity, and and that brings us to where you're at now. And just just quickly, for those who don't use it or know about it, Clarity is an amazing service. Um, whether you're seeking advice or whether you know you you're look you're like everyone's an expert at something. I don't care what it is. If it's if it's basket weaving, to um, personally, I've been looking recently for a very specific skill set. Uh, a Larvel developer, and that was the first place I looked, and it was mostly. And I think Dan, you you actually gave me this hint of if you want to hire someone, you know, talk to a couple people about, you know, uh, on Clarity just for consulting and stuff like that, and then you know see if they're interested in in becoming an employee or a contractor remotely. And I've actually picked up um, a SQL guy that I've given a couple stuff to, who's probably one of the best guys on this planet. Um, just from Clarity, just scheduling a call with them, he was looking at, or I was talking to him about our structure, what we had planned, and he just took it to the next level, totally blew my mind on things I never thought of, and again, what Dan said about just getting to people with real experience, and that's one thing I I love, is everyone's got opinions on everything, but unless you've talked to someone, very few people, and when I was doing auction ads at some of my last companies, when something would go down, people were like, oh, I don't, you know, but, you know, people don't understand, like, when you're handling the problems. Very few people on this planet have experienced, you know, dealing with the limitations of fast Ethernet back in the day when, when that was an issue. Dealing with, you know, scalability when you're getting 1,400 hits a second. So to find those people back then, I couldn't. Um, I just simply couldn't find anyone who'd experienced those kind of problems. So to have something like Clarity is is amazing, and it's amazing what you've built. Um, so congratulations on that. It's a service that I always wanted, um, and I think everyone out there wants. And for people out there listening, it's I'm a thousand bucks an hour, and it's just you have to equate your time versus that. And I've done I think seven or eight calls that have been awesome. And, uh, but every, I mean, there's people on there for two bucks an hour that have amazing experience and amazing resumes. Um, so I don't mean to go too much into it. I just, I love clarity. One of the, one of the things I always get that, um, I think would be valuable to our listeners talking from an experience perspective, you've done all these companies. How do you decide which ones to pursue? Because we all have all these ideas. Yeah, I mean that that's I think the 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 question that um plagues most entrepreneurs, right? It's you know, some people have never started a company, don't even have ideas for good companies and people have built companies like yourself and I. We we have an inundated with opportunities throughout the day. Um uh, my filter is really simple. It's a problem that I personally have. Uh you know, if somebody said you should start a, you know, Uber for hair blowouts for women, I just couldn't build that company because I obviously I'm a male. Um so problem I have, something that I'm passionate about. So something that, um, you know, I would want to do even if there was no financial outcome, you know, just creating or solving that problem would just be really interesting and fun. Uh, and third, uh, obviously now through all these lessons learned is uh, a market size that if I worked on it for the next 10 to 15 years, I can see why this would be a big, meaningful company. Um, I think there's a lot of, of 
ideas that I have and those are more projects or things I might solve on a personal level but they're not companies and they're not things that I want to invest you know 100 hour weeks and all of my attention towards so those are kind of the three filters that are non-negotiable now that I don't think I had in the early days of starting companies and I wish I had because it would have stopped me from working on things even though they might have been successful they weren't things that I felt um, you know aligned with what I wanted to accomplish in my life so yeah those those are my filters for what I work on and what I don't you know, for me, I, I've always kind of been in the same mindset of if it's I, I ask myself like two key questions. Is this something I would use as a user every day? And the second one is is really like, you know, is is this something that I'm super passionate about, you know, and, and all of that stuff. And and I think like if it's not I think that's a that's a key thing with people because everyone has ideas for something that's needed and stuff like that. But if it's not something you're passionate about, whether it's a blog or you know software as a service, every company I've ever had, um, whether it was Shoe Money Tools, which was a suite of SEO tools and stuff, which was auction ads, those are all things that I wanted for myself that I built for myself and my new company. Um, my uh, the part program, the mailing platform, it was all because it, I just wanted something that didn't exist. I wanted features that didn't exist with other companies, and I built it for myself. And I and but the reason why, because we all go through these tough times, right, of the dip, where it's just it gets really hard, and it's like, gosh, should I stick with it? And if it's not something you're passionate about, you're never going to get through that point. Would you and 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 the the key thing I want to get to is everyone always asks me like the mo- what was the monetization strategy from the start, and I know on the VC side when you're raising money and stuff like that you've got to have a good answer for that, but mm. for me I've always focused on building a great product first, um, and then once you have traction once you have that the monetization for me becomes the really fun part because there's so many ways to monetize a website. So for you, I mean, how does that order work? Do you, do you figure out for sure your monetization strategy to start or does it just start with building a, a really a service that's badly needed? Yeah, so I mean, that's a great question. My approach is always um, to test if there's a need and then test uh, some level of monetization. So, you know, for clarity, it's two people getting on a phone call and getting paid for it. So the way I tested that was me on Skype you know, messaging my SEO friends and then asking them what they want to get charged for it and then uh, finding people that would want to, you know, pay for that kind of advice. And I, and I mean, Neil Patel is probably, I don't know if he's been on the show, but I know he's a good friend of ours. I mean, he was the first guy I messaged and when he said, well, I'm 5000 an hour, you know, it started making me think about could, could this marketplace work, right? So it's just, to me, it's all about testing and validating earlier on. But the key is not to perfect the monetization, not to lock it in. It's really just to test that there's a real demand. And nothing, you know, I always say if you've made a dollar on the internet, you've gone pro because nothing will justify that somebody actually wants this thing more so than giving you a dollar. I mean, other than having sex, you know, exchanging money is probably the most intimate thing you can do with somebody. <laughs> That's a great answer. Okay, well, we need to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with Dan Martell. Time to cash some more checks. Shoe Money will be back on webmasterradio.fm. Because my name's Shoe Money, take a walk in my shoes. 
Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show. Monday Shoe Money on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're back um, with Dan Martell. And so, Dan, uh, we were just talking about, you know, deciding, you know, how, how to approach new projects, which ones to pursue. And I think, you know, just continuing on some of that, the, talk to me about the dip, the times where you're going through, you have a plan, but things are, man, it's, do you ever have that feeling, I'm sure this is a no-brainer, of just like, gosh, is this really worth it? Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I think as an entrepreneur, I've been doing this for 15 years. In the beginning, it was like it was like getting kicked in the nuts and then punched in the face and, you know, like beating the crap out of for 15 minutes. Like in regards to the the emotional strain that those dips take in the early days of being an entrepreneur. Um, now it, it's kind of like a, a mild migraine, right? It's like no big deal. It happens. You're kind of used to it. I, I don't know if any of the, the listeners can relate, but, you know, I feel like the more muscle memory or kind of uh, exposure to building companies and and knowing that it's very normal, uh, the less it impacts you. Now, it happens all the time. I mean, Flowtown, we woke up one day, you know, 16 months into it, growing almost 20% month over month to find out that uh, our data provider was essentially shutting off and everything we were doing in the product had to be rebuilt from scratch, right? This is after raising 750,000 a seed round um, and, and everything looked great, about ready to raise our C- Series A. Um, and we had to start from scratch, like throw that product out, go to the whiteboard and figure something we could sell to our customers and start from scratch. So that's a huge dip, right? Like that, you know, some people call that a pivot. I call it a restart. And, 
the things that I always recommend to entrepreneurs, I've invested now in 33 companies as an angel investor. And, you know, when I, I feel like my job as an investor is just waiting for them to hit those walls and help them out. And my feedback is one, try to get healthy, right? Like nothing will get your mind set straight than starting off by going for walks every morning, maybe a run, maybe going to the gym, you know, just to try to get reset. Uh, second, re- revisit your why. Why did you start this company? What was it that you saw in the world that you were passionate about that you felt like you had to solve? And even if the you know that dip is is you know a reset or a total blow to the business model, um, you know revisiting that why will will help you get re-energized. And third thing is you know make a decision quickly. Just decide how long you're going to kind of dwell in it. If it's two days, cool. Just say you know in two days at six p.m. I'm going to stop, you know, being all sad and depressed and frustrated. I'm just going to start taking action and fixing the problems and moving forward. And, you know, if that moving forward means shutting her down, then so what? Just don't dwell in it. And I think those three things I I just do now. I don't even have to think about it. It's just like, boom, if something happens, you know, I might go for a run. I might revisit why I started the company and then start taking action. I don't even have to wait. So I I recommend that strategy to, to entrepreneurs that I work with. And that's a you bring up a you cross over a couple points there that I think are important. One, you know, I've you come from a different area than me in, in raising capital. Um, I was fortunate enough to put a bunch of money in the bank, and um, I also have a wife that brings in a, a good amount of income to support our household if I were to make nothing. Um, but fortunately, I've never been in that position, and. I, I, you know, you were my go-to guy for preparing to raise money, and the reason I'm talking about this is, I have to say that that process, I, I didn't do well with it. Um, but I also only pitched to local Lincoln, Nebraska companies, and who were not not quite as understanding, didn't know who I was, you know, and and not not that I'm you know a recognizable figure or things, but it's funny because they would. I would, I would, you know, I showed you as one of my um, advisors and Neil Patel and, and people are like, oh yeah, I know, you know, Neil Patel or Dan Martell. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, because you've met them at Big Omaha, but I know these guys. Like I, you know, I felt like Elf, you know, and I know Santa kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, but it was, it was just interesting to, to go through that process, but I'm kind of digressing. My question to you, um, or actually my experience with you, when one of the things you gave me that was the most helpful by far was was just making the business plan and, and thinking about all these things um, and and what you said was is a lot of times you know which is interesting is that a lot of people don't really pay attention to the business plan per se that much but for yourself and the insight you gain on your own company to look at that and revisit it that to me has been priceless and that's something I never have done before can you talk a little bit about that yeah, for sure. I mean, I think a lot of people hear business plan and, and they, they want to throw up. So I think let's just clarify that uh, I think it was when we discussed it, it was a it was a it was a pitch deck, right? Like it wasn't even, yep. you know, yep. it wasn't a written word business. It was essentially 15 slides that kind of go through, you know, at a high level kind of marketing strategies, team, product, um, you know, fundraising, what you're going to do with the capital. And, you know, in a very visual way, I'm, I'm a visual learner. I like I look I like pretty pictures. And you know, even if the investors, especially when you're fundraising, and I've I've helped I think 1,300 companies now fundraise, kind of in the scenario that we went through, and um, just being able to kind of put that 
to paper, kind of to a PowerPoint slide that you can just kind of click through, even to, to ramp up before a meeting, right? Before you go sit down with an investor, even if you never plan on pulling that out, it kind of just gets you back excited, right? You're looking at the market size slide and you're like, yeah, this is a $6 billion market and we're number one in the product. You know, we have number one product right now. You know, it just helps you kind of get juiced up and excited. And, um, and then as you build the company, as you hire people, being able to share that document, which is essentially the game plan, your vision uh, for why you're so excited about where the company's going with your new employees, I think that's invaluable. And I guess back to what, you know, you just mentioned when we were, when I have a hard time, I'll just open up that doc, you know, and, and what's cool is it's a living document. So there's different versions, right? What did I pitch when I raised my, you know, initial seed round versus my series A? And you can kind of see how the, the things evolved and it should. So, you know, there's no worries on that front, but it's, um, it's just a really great exercise. There's a great guy named Cameron Harold, a good friend of mine, and he calls he calls it creating a painted picture. Now, a painted picture in his world is a little different. It's a one pager. It's kind of what would the company look like in five years? Um, but you know, either or, it's really the same concept of just setting the intention, visualizing it, using you know some kind of structure to put it out there and be able to share that with other people. It's it's you know I don't know how else to do it, and I would never do it in a business plan. I've never written a business plan in my life. Yeah, and I mean that's that's a, the interesting thing with me, and I think a lot of people out there can resonate with this. Is you know you go from this affiliate fly by night, you know for me it's it's always been you know oh let's make a, a shit ton of money in the next couple months, and you know well I don't plan it for the next couple months, but it seems to to last a couple months, and then I hit another thing, and a company will come to us and say we want to spend a hundred grand on Facebook or whatever, and and, um, you know, we'll manage that and, and rake in cash until that runs out. And then it's, I've always, it's, it's, I say fly by night, but it's, you know, I've had big hits here and there, but I started, you know, really trying to build a company and adjusting to that mindset. Cause I, I didn't really go to college. I mean, I did, but I mostly partied for many years and so I never really had the education of an MBA or a lot of what a lot of successful entrepreneurs have under their belt. But to make that adjustment, I call it really my education in, you know, was was in the last year of really, I, I kind of earned my honorary MBA, um, not officially anywhere, but but in, in just, you know, talking with you and I, I, going forward, I would always now pitch a company to raise money, even if I have zero intention of raising money, um, just because the questions that you get and the things you need to think about are just blew my mind. It was the most frustrating and the most educational experience that I would definitely do again um, and was absolutely priceless in doing that. Um, it's so, awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it truly is. And, and one of the things that I think you brought up too about just revisiting the dip a little bit is it's never the problems that you expected. It's always the things that you never saw coming. You know, I mean, in in the last year of trying to rebuild a company and having or trying to build a, a new company, and I'm two and a half years into the PAR program now, and we're making a big pivot um, to keeping what we have now, but you know, in the in the email platform, but it, adjusting it to a self service model. Um, in addition to that, you know, we we're experiencing new new things that we've never encountered before, and I've got a lot of overhead. But I've prepared for a lot of that in making, you know, spreadsheets and projections and and all this kind of stuff. And I never would have done that without preparing or, or having, you know, the education of even preparing for that because I do have partners now. I did raise money, but 
I ended up raising it for myself, and that's that's another uh, story for another day on how that happened and why I did that. But it's it's a totally different thing for me now, and and I've never stuck with a company for more than uh, six months. You know, I mean, I've I sold auction ads. You know, got it from zero to to two million a month in revenue in four months, and sold that thing. And then I've had you know shoe money tools I did amazing with, and then you know they all deprecated the APIs, and that bombed after that. And you know I've had all these things, and and that was one of the key things people investors asked me very early was you know why is this going to be different? And I said, you know, ask me that. And I said I have. I think I was too honest in raising money to answer the right questions. I don't want to say I was. I didn't to be dishonest, but I just said, you know, that's a great question and we'll find out in a year. And that's that's not a good thing that investors want to hear. But I, I thought when raising money, I thought I'm shoe money and I haven't lost money in a de- over a decade ever in a year. And I've sold three companies to date, you know, and just give me money and get the F out of my way. And, you know, and that that wasn't what I said, but that's what I felt. And uh, that didn't work out too well. Um, I did. Have you know what's interesting about that? Yeah, Jeremy is um, even even now when I raise, um, you know, I've I've raised twice now. Once for Flowtown and Clarity, and my previous co-founder Flowtown, Ethan, he just finished uh, raising around for his company Digit. Um, you know, we knowing that, knowing that there's this, uh, you know, obviously I've, I've built a brand, and you'd think people would just give me the money and get out of my way. Um, it's actually very humbling, but Ethan and I have this rule that we always reset, like no matter what we just pretend like we're nobody and we approach every conversation like we have to go through the same here's my story here's you know because if not there's these assumptions that can just hinder everything and i think it's just a really healthy thing for entrepreneurs to do is you know never assume that you have a relationship with somebody because uh you 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 may not say the things that you need to say that you would if you didn't know them and and those things sometimes need to be reset and i think from a marketing point of view you, you know you taught me this about like product story like don't assume that people don't understand the pain that they have or you, you got to always say those things right and it's it's if you don't then it's challenging and if you do then it can be a little bit easier but not guaranteed yeah and i and i come up with that all the time is when you when you sell it a lot of times it's good to to talk with third parties. Um, all right. Well, we need to do a quick break, and we'll get into that and my my patented three P's of uh, of marketing right after this break. Time to cash some more checks. Shoe Money will be back on WebmasterRadio.fm. Because my name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. 
Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. BubbleFast burst onto the e-commerce scene as a family-owned shipping supply provider back in 1999. The product line has grown, but Mark and Robin still own and operate BubbleFast as a family business. Being sellers themselves has taught them what online sellers need to safely and affordably deliver their products to their customers. BubbleFast is proud to be an active member of the community of online sellers. Mark and Robin sponsor seller meetup groups, share shipping tips and tricks through social media, and always love talking to customers and helping solve shipping challenges. Check out the website at BubbleFast.com. Sign up for the Bubble Briefs newsletter to join the Bubble Fast family. Use promo code WMR to get a 5% discount. Or call Mark and Robin at 877-599-7447. Happy shipping from Mark and Robin at Bubble Fast. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show. My name's Shoe Money. On webmasterradio.fm. All right, and we're back. And this is our final segment. Gosh, time goes by so fast. And, and I'm so happy to be doing the radio show. Um, again, thanks all for listening and following. Um, we plan to have a lot of guests, and we've already booked up for the next couple months. Uh, Dan Martell is with me and back. We were talking about um, some of the, the marketing and, and getting across the pain points. A lot of times when it's, um, you know, as an affiliate forever, I really – you know, when it's it was never my own company, and it's it was always easy for me to sell another company's products. And the whole affiliate model is really interesting. And I've and and when I went on the I was a an affiliate for many years, but once I was on the other side and had my own affiliates, I had to adjust and really think about it because as an affiliate, you don't really you, you can look you're like a third party and you can see the way to sell it right. And to really get people to take action and, you know, conversion-wise, complete the goal you want them to. When it's your own company, a lot of times you lose focus of that and you really almost need a third party. And that's where, like, you know, services like Clarity, plug in you again. I'm still waiting for my options, by by the way. Um, So (laughs) – uh, but yeah, I mean that's where a third party is invaluable because there's these three P's I always talk about, and 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 I've talked to Dan about it and all this stuff is pain, potential, and proof. And you you've really got to get across to your customer the the pain that they're going through right now because they don't have your service, the potential of the you know what if there was a service that solved all these problems and the proof and testimonials and examples and stuff like that. And when you put those three together. And you consider those in everything you do. Every time I make a blog post, a promotional thing, or I just think about something, I even wrote about the three Ps and I used them in the post. And I said, see what I did there? Um, when, when actually just explaining it, I did it and got people to take action and stuff like that. So um, let's talk about – now you've built clarity. You've got a lot of experience. You've built on a lot of your experience. And now you're, you've built it. You've got a ton of users. And so the strategy going forward in monetization, I think, is is one of the interesting pivot points because a lot of times the the way you initially thought or had an idea that you would make money, a lot of times there's so many different streams of revenue. What's kind of your your focus now, uh, and and what's changed? 
Yeah, I mean, so the one bet that hasn't changed is can we build a marketplace that, that grows on its own, right, through the supply side? And for us supplier experts like yourself and myself, and we have 40,000 now, um, promoting their profiles, answering questions in our, in, our, in our questions product, writing blog posts, um, you know, and just engaging in the community. Can that organically grow and then us monetize through um, inbound call requests for those those experts' um, advice? And the challenge was, is you know, even we, originally we thought we could take thirty percent on a call, you know, maybe go up to fifty percent, but really quickly we realized that fifteen was about the highest we're going to go before people started going off platform. And that's the major challenge for any marketplace is going off platform. Um, what we've now done since we've done so many calls and, and we continue to grow, I think we've grown 15 X over the last 12 months, um, in traffic growth is really start capturing more monetization in regards to the visitors and the viewers. So we launched this thing called clarity live, which is a monthly membership instead of the per call fee that, uh, for a hundred dollars a month, you get access to four expert webinars a month on different topics. And these experts are curated and high quality guys like Eric Reese. And, you know, if, if you're building a hardware startup, we have that guy, we have, you know, like PhD doctorates in 3d printing to the top guy in drones and, you know, everything from from you know, marketing to fundraising, um, we have the best people. And, and for $100 a month, you get access to that in the archives and whatnot. And that's really helped us increase our lifetime value of a customer and start scaling out paid acquisitions. But that's still not going to be the final thing. We're actually working on um, something else that we haven't announced yet that uh, will really kind of turbocharge our revenue growth um, and, and continue playing on our strengths as a marketplace and growing our audience and kind of helping them learn. I mean, Clarity helps people learn and it's not just, you know, entrepreneurial advice and, and strategy. It's also the teams on those, those people's on the teams um, trying to get help around that. That's awesome, Dan. And I know we only have a few minutes left here. So I just want to tell people, you know, that it's never, I mean, it's, it's never more valuable than to talk to people with real experience. The marketplace and the everything, no matter what you're trying to do, the uh, competition is very fierce. I've never been afraid of competition or people comparing me to other services. I just trudge my way forward. Um, when I launched auction ads, there was eight other competitors doing, you know, that have been in business some for many years, and we just blew them away because we did what they couldn't. Um, and that's I'll go into that in other shows and stuff like that. Uh, but to wrap up with Dan, you know, if you haven't checked out Clarity FM, you should check it out. It's amazing what he's built. And again, you get to talk with people with true hands-on experience of what you're trying to do. Um, whether you're, and then on the other side, you also get to talk with people. Every time I do a clarity call with someone and they want advice on something, I get so energized. And the same thing with, with conference, just like I do when I go to a conference and people ask me all these questions, I get excited there. I'm excited for them. And a lot of times I'll even, you know, follow up with them, um, on clarity to see how they're doing and stuff like that. So Dan, how can people follow you? Um, you know, do you, you want to give out your personal blog, Twitter and stuff like that going forward? Yeah, my Twitter's at Dan Martell, D-A-N-M-A-R-T-E-L-L. I share a bunch of stuff on my Twitter account, kind of tips and tricks on growth hacking, fundraising, marketing, starting companies. Um, and then you can find me at clarity.fm slash Dan Martell. If a call is needed, I'm quite expensive. There's 40,000 other experts that are maybe more qualified than the specific thing you need, so start there. But uh, if you really want to talk, by all means, I'd love to uh, to chat and then if an email is a must, dan at clarity.fm, keep it short, 140 characters. I do respond to my own emails. And um, yeah, no, Jeremy, I really appreciate you having me on today. 
Yeah, and thanks so much, Dan, for coming on. I appreciate it. Again, everybody listening, this is my first show. I'm back, and I'm super excited going forward. Um, you know, like I said, Clarity, what Dan runs, I, I I'm sound like I'm, I'm all on his stuff here, but it's a, it's a thing that I use, and it's my first go-to place when I'm looking for someone with experience. Everyone follows Tim Ferriss and Seth Godin and Gary Vaynerchuk and all these things, but the real, the real story is, is these guys haven't actually done anything for many, many, many years, if they've ever done anything at all. And they're experts, you know, in all this stuff. And I, I like them. I listen to what they say. But, you know, as far as calling them and asking for advice on running a company, I wouldn't. Um, but people like Dan and all these people on Clarity, when you can find people that are running real companies and doing what you're trying to do, uh, it's absolutely priceless. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much, Dan, for being my initial guest on the show. In the future, um, we'll continue to have a lot of guys that are – my goal is to get people actually doing stuff who are willing to share what they're doing and because i think that experience sharing is absolutely priceless thanks for listening everybody we'll talk to you later